This is Corinne Bloom, and you're listening to Raw Conversations. I want to talk about struggle. And I'm, I'm kind of laughing at myself right now because I've been trying to write about struggle. And I'm struggling. <laughs> the irony, the painful irony... So I thought, okay, I I enjoy speaking, so I'm just going to speak it out because maybe there's a conversation to be had and maybe in that, out of that conversation, there'll be some inspiration to be had. So I was thinking about like, well, what is struggle? And, and I, I have, if I look back on my life, if I reflect, I see that struggle has been such a huge catalyst for my growth. And I think it's because in life, there, there's always a point of tension. And the reason why there's a point of tension, it's not to create suffering. It's not some kind of masochistic or sadistic um, thing that the universe is like, Mwahaha, you shall suffer, you know, to be human is to suffer. Although if you go into Buddhism, they will say that this is the realm of suffering. But with that aside... I think why there is always a point of tension is because the point of tension or the struggle in a way it kind of forces us, not in a bad way, but in a good way, it forces us to dig deeper. It forces us to go just, you know, beyond the the surface, which we can easily become, we're very habitual creatures, so it's really easy to just kind of be on the surface, to be slightly on autopilot to um, unconsciously repeat patterns because they feel safe because they're familiar and the brain likes to work on what it's familiar with a lot more than it likes to work with what it's unfamiliar with because the unknown is scary to the mind. But I think that this point of tension and struggle that invites us and encourages us to dig deeper is the way that we get to know ourselves more. Because we have to dig deeper. We have to move through the, the unconscious, habitual patterns that we find ourselves in. It forces us to look at why those patterns are there. What are our beliefs? How did we create those beliefs? What's the wound that created that belief? Um, what's the coping mechanism that, that came out of that belief system? You know what I mean? It, it has us go through the filters that I've talked about in videos that I've shared and as you go through the filters, you, um, you get closer and closer to who you truly are. Underneath everything that you've built on top of yourself to survive in the world, you know, or, or to live up to the expectations of others or society, the shoulds and shouldn'ts. I always say that like when we use the word, oh, I should do this. I should feel this. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't feel like this. That's somebody else's opinion, not your own. It's the comparison to somebody else's expectations of who you should be versus who you actually are. So all of this is an invitation to come back deeper into ourselves, right? And reconnect, like come back home to who we truly are. And so if I, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty vision, right? So if I look back, I mean, especially in my 20s, Jesus Christ, like, I can look back and go, woo, that was a rough decade. That was a rough decade for me because I experienced 
a lot of struggle. Like on one hand, I could say that on, on the surface, not even on the surface, but there were a lot of amazing things that were happening in my life. But my experience through it was there was a lot of suffering and there was a lot of struggle. It was, I, I know this analogy has been so overused, but I, I think it holds true no less. It, it was the cocooning right and the breaking through the cocoon and the metaphor that the butterfly doesn't just like you know crack out of the cocoon and like woo here comes this beautiful butterfly it has to push against the cocoon it has the struggle to get out of the cocoon because that's what strengthens its wings so that when the cocoon does break it has the ability to fly and actually they say if you open the cocoon too early and the, and the butterfly hasn't strengthened its wings, it will die because it cannot fly. And that's, it, it's such a powerful metaphor because if we can look at struggle um, not as something that's negative and not something that creates a victimhood, I'm going to speak to that in a second. There's the glorification of victimization. That sounds really weird, but I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that and make a point. But when we see that like struggle is, can be used as a positive catalyst for growth and for eventual liberation, then we can approach it in a totally different way. Then we can see that everything has uh, a gift in it. Everything has a lesson. Everything has um, a portal for growth. And then that's, that because it completely reframes everything. So if we're going through a hard situation, you know, I think back to when I was going through my divorce and there were elements of it that were just like, woo, it was a crumbling. It was a, um, it taking off of the, what's the word I'm looking for? The cast that I felt like I was within, you know, and there was a woman in me that was emerging through that, emerging through the struggle, emerging through how I felt at that time within myself, you know, which was lonely and frustrated and seeking for some, you know, seeking for liberation, seeking for something that my heart and my soul really craved that I didn't feel like I was having. And in that struggle, I really, the, the woman who I am today emerged out of that. I could say it, who I am today emerged out of the struggle that I experienced throughout my entire twenties, you know, the, the loss of the dream of being a professional ballet dancer because I was injured, the loss of the dream of becoming a choreographer or, you know, whatever the artistic expression and the various mediums that I was exploring in that time. Um, even the work that I currently do now as a coach, you know, wanting to reach a certain level, the, the, the challenges that have come through that have all led me to the woman that I am today. And I think, you know, my mom actually said that she's like, I had this belief when I was younger that as you get older, the struggle just goes away. <laughs> and to be honest, it doesn't, it's, it's not that it goes away. I think that point of tension will forever remain. I think it's part of existence and part of life. And I think we really have to get out of this paradigm that, um, the happily ever after, the Disney happily ever after. And then you meet your Prince Charming or your beautiful princess and they lived happily ever after. Yeah, bullshit. That's not real life. That's why they end the movie there. Because <laughs> then it's like, you know, they move in together and then reality hits kind of thing, right? 
because that's not life and it's not that's not to be pessimistic but life ebbs and flows it will always have a point of tension but there's always beauty that can come out of that because the beauty is the deepening of ourselves into ourselves getting to know ourselves more you know facing the shadow which can be a yes painful experience but ultimately at the end it's all beautiful because it leads us home to ourselves and into the realization of who we are into the acceptance of who we are truly are and that's a beautiful thing because it's held in love like what we come back to is love and that's fucking beautiful right so okay let me rewind a little bit so one point is when we get out of this like happily ever after <laughs> that like life all of a sudden you know you re- you do all the work and you reach that point whether it's like getting the right job or the right relationship or the right amount of money or the the right house or the right car like then i will live happily ever after right it's letting go of that false happily ever after ideal that is not based in reality and actually it just puts us into a kind of passive like life should just be easy and again it's not that it needs to be hard but it's interesting for our deeper being to grow or to be engaged in life rather than passive to it right we don't want to be on autopilot that's it's at the end of the day that actually becomes quite soul deadening so it's understanding that 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 point of tension will never really go away but what changes is is um it doesn't it doesn't run us anymore like if i look at my 20s it was kind of the struggle was like devastating and my emotions were running me the tail was wagging the dog so to speak and so any kind of struggle really felt devastating it really was like an existential crisis every time of like what the fuck universe what do you want from me right where when you reframe it and you say oh okay struggle tension is a is a part of life and it's an invitation to go deeper into myself i face it in a very different way and because the more i've sat with my struggle and gone into myself and come back home to myself there's so much more forgiveness patience love compassion empathy to be had that the struggle becomes less hard because i'm present with myself and that presence that relationship to myself is so comforting that the this part of struggle that feels so challenging and lonely is just no longer there so struggle might continue through life but the way we respond to it changes and because it changes and we're acting from a more mature place we can use it for good so to speak we can we can alchemize it into something that's beneficial rather when things are unconscious we haven't gone into ourselves we're still reacting we're unconsciously reacting that's the tail that's wagging the dog it's out of control and that's scary for us right because it's like well shit we don't know what kind of emotion is going to all of a sudden arise in us and often what we what we quote as um what we define as quote unquote negative emotions which i really dislike that term you know whether it be sadness or anger depression um we are scared of them because we feel like we're at the mercy of them rather than these are messengers that are trying to um tell us something they're trying to communicate something to us and what they're communicating to us is something that's deeper than the anger 
right? So it becomes more of a, uh, this is the, the term that I often use, is that when we've kind of gone into ourselves and we understand the makings of how, we, how our personality at least functions, responding to something is when we're conscious, reacting is when we're unconscious. And struggle becomes very different when we're consciously responding to it rather than unconsciously reacting to it. Does that make sense? So I want to rewind back to what I said earlier around the glorification of victimization. That sounds really weird because people will be like, well, why the hell do you want to glorify victimization? The reason why we can use struggle on the shadow side of it and use it, we actually use it as like a defense mechanism that everything becomes a struggle, right? Life is so hard. I'm the victim. I'm unlucky. Bad things happen to me. Something out there is punishing me, right? What that does is like we, we get, um, it's like we're hiding behind the excuse that um, no matter what we do, we'll never get there. And so what we do is we disengage. We disengage with life and then life happens to us and it's really easy then to point the finger and blame that person, that thing, that relationship, that job, that event it's that it's their fault and it's not to say that things outside of us can't affect us of course but again it's like what i just said when when we're functioning from an unconscious place we're reacting to things when we're conscious within our patterns and our behaviors we can consciously respond to it and when we fall into the glorification of victimization it, it's like it's almost it it's the kind of like, well, I give up, you know, life is just going to do what it, what it does. And if it's shit, I have something else to blame, right? Because life is shit. I'm unlucky. I'm not good enough. But something in us that's like, doesn't want to live like that. There's a kind of depression that sets in because we know that's not the point. We know that we're not that disempowered and it takes a lot of fucking courage and, and, um, inner strength to go actually no I'm not going to let myself fall into the victimization I'm going to become the co-creator of my life I'm going to take the struggle and I'm going to use it for the good you know I'm going to use it as a as I'm going to become an alchemist and I'm going to see how I can grow through this and the moment we step up and we engage with life and we kind of take the bulls by the horn so to speak all of a sudden we feel alive because we're not passive to life. We're engaged with it. You know, our whole system turns on. And, and now all of a sudden we're kind of back in the driver's seat rather than sitting in the back seat. And, and the driver's seat doesn't mean we're in control of everything, but it means we're engaged. We're engaged with ourselves. We're engaged with our life. And we're not at the mercy of our patterning, of our coping mechanisms, of our wounding, of our fears. And it's not about getting rid of those. It's about using them and transforming them, alchemizing them as a means to get closer to who we are. And if we get closer to who we are, that's where we find freedom because we all just want to feel like we can just be who we truly are, right? So struggle is this (laughs) kind of weird, crazy thing that life, you know, offers us 
as an invitation to go in. And, you know, all kind of great whatever you want to call them, mystics or I don't know, I don't know, I don't even want to go into the labels of anything. The, the reoccurring um, theme that one hears, actually, I'm going to put it in a way that a friend of mine said, which I thought was really beautiful. That point of tension invites us to go into a kind of realm of spirituality. Now, with that said, I want to be really mindful because there's a lot of people that are like, well, I don't believe in spirituality. You know, I'm, I'm atheist. Um, I don't mean spirituality to be any kind of dogma. It doesn't need to have any kind of particular idol. I don't personally relate to it in that way. What I mean by spirituality is something that is beyond the seen and the known. Something that taps you into a greater more a greater vaster part of who you are that is beyond just our skin and bones and muscle and you know flesh and 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 what is like here that we can touch it's the part that is the questioning the curiosity of what lies beyond what we know that life isn't just what we know and what we see that there's more to it than that And that's infinite and endless, right? And can be slightly overwhelming in and of itself. But the curiosity, it's like when you look at children, my God, they're so curious. There's so much that they don't know, right? Quote, unquote, that they don't know of this world that they're exploring and they're getting to know. But it's their curiosity that leads them into the place of knowing, into gathering wisdom and experience that offers that wisdom. So as adults, sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, I know the world. I know how it functions. I know how relationships work. I know how society works. And then we stop kind of, we lose that curiosity. We lose that kind of innocence to go beyond what we know. The mind is like, yep, okay, program, done. I I can stay within this box now. That feels safe. But I think that's where the struggle, the point of tension comes in. It's like, no, 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 don't just stay in that box. Like keep, keep pushing the edges of the cocoon. Because there's an interesting journey to be had there. There's an interesting exploration to be gained. You know, it's like if we want to believe that the universe is forever expanding, why would we not be expanding along with it? We are the universe. It's not separate to us. We are it. So we are forever expanding. And actually these bodies of ours, you know, give us the illusion that we're separate and we're contained and we're kind of small, but we're not that. We're so much more than that. And so, yeah, I think that's why these points of tension and struggle come in because it's like, no, keep, keep growing. And when I say keep growing, it's not because you need to become better because you're not good enough as you are. That's not the point of growth. The point of growth is like the infinite spiraling in and spiraling out to get to know the existence of who you are better. And I I truly believe that's infinite. And that's exciting because there's always something more to explore. So this might be getting really philosophical. So I'm going to rein it back in. At the very, very least and in its simplest form, 
See struggle as not something that you go against, but you go towards with curiosity. All of these things, be it fear, anger, pain, sadness, all of them are not things to go against. They're things to move towards as a point of invitation to open the door and to walk into yourself, towards yourself, to come back home. And now more than ever, that is so vitally important because we are so far outside of ourselves. Everything in our culture is pulling us away, outside of. And, and I think if we really want to see the world change, we have to come in. We have to come back in. We have to come back to base. We have to come back into the core. And then and make that the place from which we, uh, that's the place where we reside. You know, that, that's what home is, right? You come back home. At the end of the day, you always come back home. You start at home, you come back to home. And that's something that we need to remember to do within ourselves every single day. So even if you learn to, to create a kind of grounding exercise for yourself, which you practice every morning and every evening or whenever you have a moment where you can think of it during the day, that practice of like just come back into your body come back into your being come back into your heart come back into the essence of who you are and once you've gone through all the layers and you've done the inner work and you come back and you, you've touched upon that essence and you know what it is it's much easier to come back to and the more you practice it the quicker it is to come back to and the longer you can reside there without leaving home so to speak and and i kind of think that that's the I'm not going to say that's the arc of life, but that's an arc of life. And, and that's a really interesting place to be because when you're within yourself, then kind of anything from that point is possible. And I, and I believe that that's where actually magic, um, that's where magic is birthed from. So food for thought. I'm going to stop philosophizing. <laughs> Take it or leave it, leave it as feels right as always and loving you from afar. Mm-hmm.